and so the the sitting we consider that to be like the, the what they call we call sitting the new smoking that 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 is so detrimental to the all of our systems um, one of the things that i talk to people about a whole lot is their pelvic floors because when we sit our pelvic floor which is at the bottom we have a little barrel here we have the the rib cage and we have the diaphragm we have all the abdominal muscles and the spine and then we have a bottom to the barrel and that's called the pelvic floor and this is men or women and when we sit that pelvic floor kind of sags down well what's held inside that barrel is your large intestines your small intestine and all your re reproductive organs and your and your bladder so when you're sitting and everything's gravity's pulling everything down and and you're not getting up and moving around everything kind of sinks down and so are you ready to upgrade your health to a new level and do so by learning from experts in the field of lifestyle medicine and plant-based nutrition well you are in the right place Welcome to the Plant-Based DFW Podcast Weekly Show. We are your hosts, Dr. Rizwan Bukhari and Maya Acosta. Every week, we will feature guests who are either physicians, dietitians, health coaches, or chefs who will tell us about their journeys towards becoming plant-based and how they have helped others. And as you dive into the episodes, never forget, the more you implement these healthy lifestyle changes, the more you will upgrade your health. Dr. Jane Torrey is a chiropractor and owner of Oasis Chiropractic and Wellness Center here in Dallas, Texas. In this episode, we talk about her work offering spinal and chiropractic adjustments to return the spine to a natural state of health and to reduce pain, muscle spasms, and nerve irritation so that her patients can enjoy their lives pain-free. Dr. Tori not only treats existing conditions, but she strives to prevent pain and illness from reoccurring. She makes nutrition recommendations to ensure that her patient's bodies hold adjustments better, thus enabling the patient to function optimally in health and wellness. Hope you enjoy this episode. And today my guest is Dr. Jane Tori. She is the owner of Oasis Chiropractic and Wellness Center here in the Dallas area. Dr. Tori, thank you so much for taking your time and chatting with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be doing this. You've been in practice for 30 years. Um, tell us more about yourself. Okay. Well, yes, I've been in practice for over 30 years. Actually, it was it's kind of cool. This is the 125th um, anniversary of the start of chiropractic. And I was in chiropractic school back in the 80s, and, uh, and, and we celebrated the chiropractic, the beginning of chiropractic then. And, you know, chiropractic really was kind of a, it was a more whole person, a more holistic kind of treatment back when it first got started. That's really what I gravitated to. I had been studying nutrition and herbology and things like that and, and, and wanting to work on the body and help the body to be functioning as well as it could. Not just, not that there's anything wrong with just adjusting the spine, but, but, to me, there's so much more, and that's what I wanted to do. So I've been a chiropractor for, I graduated in 85, so I've been a chiropractor for almost 35 years, and um, I have raised two sons who are both in their 30s now, and they they uh, have been raised with chiropractic, and my older son will tell me all that crazy stuff he used to make us do when I was a kid, and now I find out you were right, you know, <laughs> so. Like, what kind of crazy stuff were, were was he referring to? <laughs> Well, like not eating sugar and not getting to drink sodas and 
the, the getting adjusted part, they didn't so much think of as crazy, except that some of the things that I do chiropractically are not as common as what, what most people think about with chiropractic. So one of the techniques that I do called directional non-force technique, you're, uh, I'm asking the body questions and I'm checking leg length for answers. And so he would invite his friends over to get, get adjusted. And he'd say, and she's going to talk to your feet. However, he's had other chiropractic adjustments over, you know, over time and he'll, and he'll come back to me and say, well, I want to get a real chiropractic adjustment now. Is that approach that you're referring to something like kinesiology, like muscle testing? The AK muscle testing kind of developed about that same time as directional non-force. They were developed by two different doctors. There were several, uh, several doctors that really got into examining uh, using therapy localization, so touching different points on the body and, and testing muscle strength. Um, DNFT uses the leg lengths to, to look at and, and, you know, asks the feet what, what's going on. And then, um, and then the adjusting is, is based on the results of that. And, and I'm, I always uh, kind of pre and post check things. So I'm, I don't just think, well, last time I adjusted this, so I'm going to adjust this this time. I always, check and see is this is this something that needs adjusting and then after i've adjusted it i check and see if that was taken care of i used to have a, a patient that was an airplane mechanic and he said you always check and see if you got it right didn't you he said that's what i do in my business I said, yeah that's mm -hmm. that's right that's what i do um chiropractic started out from uh, actually there was some magnetic healing um in the background of the palmers that that developed chiropractic and Mainstream chiropractic has moved from being so much holistic, whole person oriented, looking at organ systems, looking at, at um, brain balancing and all of that to being more pain oriented. And, and oftentimes it's pain that brings people in the door. And, and so in some ways, I think that has led to some people maybe being a little bit afraid to come to see a chiropractor because they, number one, they wait until they are in pain and usually it's pretty bad pain. And then they're afraid that their pain is going to get hurt worse. They're going to, they're going to feel worse. I try to tell people that for the most part, the getting out of pain is the beginning part. And it's kind of, I don't want to minimize the pain because that's, that's, that's not correct, but it's sort of the easiest part. And then after that, what I love to do is work with people to have optimal function so that their digestion is working optimally. I talk to people a lot about the leaky, leaky gut syndrome and how to work with that and, and what, it, what it can mean for them. I talk to people about drinking water and moving their bodies. You know, God did not design us to sit for six or eight hours a day. He designed us to move, and that's how our how our bodies are should work. And so, I'll have people do very simple, some very simple stretches, some very simple exercises sometimes, and they can't believe that that'll help. And then they come back the next time, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, that made such a difference." Why do you think that chiropractic um, care has gone from being holistic and probably preventative to uh, a more pain oriented? Um, place? What could have contributed to that? Well, I think that's largely because when I first started chiropractic school, um, chiro 
most insurance did not cover chiropractic care. And in that course of time, as, as we were able to get chiropractic accepted on, under insurance, you know, anybody who's, who works in healthcare is aware that insurance really dictates how you do your practice. Mm -hmm. So most insurances are not, are not oriented towards helping people be optimal. They're oriented towards helping people get rid of a symptom. My husband often talks about how insurance companies have changed the entire practice of medicine in general. Is your practice more of, uh, does it take the concierge medicine approach or do you take insurance? It would be more the concierge approach. I do accept Medicare and Advantage plans, which are the replacements for Medicare. But other than that, I don't. I don't accept insurance. I am a solo practitioner. I don't. I don't have staff. I don't have billing staff, and it, that's too much for me. And and I. I won't do it. I kind of like put it to the side, and then I don't get paid. So that's what I enjoy. That I see that happen all the time with my husband. That he's not reimbursed, and he'll at times come home and he's he'll say, "I just did an operation for free. I'm not going to get paid for it." Um, but then, of course, he can't turn away. He's he's in a different situation, right? So he can't turn patients away. Um, also, you have a lot more freedom when you're not working with insurance companies, right? That's right. And 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 interestingly, a lot of the lower force and more energetic kind of techniques, like what I do, insurance companies say that they're not effective mm -hmm. because there's not a bone cracking sound. I guess I, I'm not really sure why they think that, but. Um, so some of some of the things that I do are listed as things that they won't reimburse for, mm -hmm. even if I were trying to to do that. So I I just feel like it's cleaner and more honest to not even deal with with the insurance companies any more than I have to. And by law, as a chiropractor, I have to file insurance for people that have Medicare. So I figured if I was going to have to file it for them, I might as well accept it. So that's that's why I'm there. It seems like you have not only more control of your practice, but also the patient gets more quality time with the physician. It's like you're putting your patients first by going this route. That's right. And, and yes, because otherwise you're having to do, you know, if I did five minute adjustments, the insurance companies would love that they would reimburse for that. But, but to do a 30 minute adjustment, they still only want to pay me for five minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not cost effective to me. And, I'm not willing to only spend five minutes. So, so I would rather spend, I would rather, like you said, put my patients first, spend the time with them, do the, do the muscle work, the, the adjustment. Um, and the, the other part of all of this is that, is that I view us as spiritual, emotional, and physical beings. And if there's something going on in one of those areas, it, it will impact the others. So sometimes what, what people come in and is manifesting as a physical issue can be a stress-related issue, a um, relationship-related issue, a spiritual issue. And if I don't take the time or acknowledge that that's what's going on with people, I'm really not doing them a, a full service. Mm -hmm. I, I had a woman come in who had had a, she'd had a good friend commit suicide and, and the next day started having this muscle cramp in her neck. And 
had gone for several months before she came to see me going to see other people. And I'm sure she always told them that this, that that person that she'd had that suicide occur, but no one addressed it. I mean, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor. It's not like I'm, I'm doing that, but just to acknowledge that and say, yes, that there, there, there certainly can be a connection between what's going on in your body and your emotions. And then as I was working on her, she had a lot of emotional release and, her neck is better than it's ever been or than it's been in the last 20 years is what she tells mm-hmm. me. I often wonder how people, um, how aware they are of what the body endures when we're under high levels of stress. So I like that you cover those things in your practice. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, and and I just on what you were saying, you know, and what our culture tells us to do is caffeinate it and push on through it you know, and not acknowledge and not give ourselves that, that opportunity to rest and process and, and acknowledge our feelings. Um, I often tell my patients that I think humans are the only species that thinks that we ought to get up in the morning and go full tilt all day long. You know, every other species that I'm aware of rests during the day, takes a nap, lays around and just watches, you know, they're not go, 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 get the agenda done. But, but we think that that's how we should be. I work with um, some women who have come out of sex trafficking and who have been sexually abused. And um, I work with women who have been battered. You know, if their heart doesn't heal, their body is not going to heal. And, and I firmly believe that that heart is not going to heal without surrendering to God and to allow him to restore the fullness and the wholeness that should be there, that, that he designed us to have. So I don't always talk about the spiritual side to people. There are times when I do. And most of the time I'm being you know, led by Holy Spirit to, as to when to speak and when not to. So it's, so it's generally well-received and an apt word for the moment. And so it it is often the key that can unlock that next component. I know I had a a, a young woman come in and she has struggled with depression and anxiety and things like that. But I don't believe that she has abuse in her history. My sense with her was just, wow, you, it's like you have a cloak of sorrow on you. And that's what I said to her. And you know, I could have just adjusted her and gone on and I would have gotten some results and all like that. But acknowledging that other dimension that's going on with her touched into her and allows her now to be more receptive to what I have to say, receptive to my treatments, and we're more bonded together so that when there is something going on, mm-hmm. she can talk to me about that and we can go forward. I had another one, a patient who's in her 80s, no, not 80s yet, 70, mid 70s or so, come in the other day and we were talking about this and that. She said, you know, you're my best friend. That's a wonderful compliment. Yes, it is. It is. So, you know, we promote plant-based nutrition, but really, as we've gotten into understanding uh, lifestyle medicine, which I talk about a lot, it's really understanding 
I think of it as a holistic approach, to be honest, it's working with the individual fully. But you, again, we don't really mention a lot of spirituality, like you say, but it's part of it. I mean, when you think of stress management and building meaningful relationships, that's a whole spiritual component right there. It certainly is. It certainly is. And I do talk to people. Water is my is probably the thing that they hear from me the most. And what I'll, what, you know, because that's one of the questions on my questionnaire. And I actually go through my questionnaire with the patient when, when the first time I see them. And so I'll ask them, how much water do you drink? Well, not enough. Okay, well, what does that mean? Uh, well, three glasses a day. Okay, so, and then I'll go through. I'll say, well, well, you know, what I recommend is half your body weight in ounces. And I'll ask them, you know, about what do you weigh? And, you know, 150 or 200 or whatever it is. And, and I do the math. And I say, okay, so that means you need to be drinking 75 ounces a day. And what I further recommend is that you take that 75 ounces and you divide that over 12 hours. So then you're drinking six ounces every hour for 12 hours so that you're getting a steady flow, not a big gush, and then your kidneys pull it all out. Mm-hmm. And I explained to him about, you know, if I had a dried out house plant. It was all dirt and hard dry, hard dry dirt, and I poured a glass of water on it. You know, the water would run straight out, but if I put in a little bit at a time, it can absorb. And they go, "Oh yeah!" And I and I seem to have pretty good success with getting people to start drinking water. And so that that you know that's a good thing. And then I talk to them about maybe adding some more plants. I don't necessarily say at the very beginning, you know, well, you know, you got to cut out the hamburgers and you got to cut out the french fries and, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, all that stuff. I just, I start talking to them about adding more plants. I talk to them about, I I have an acid alkaline chart in my office, a food chart in my office, and and I, I can show that to them. And then I will email it to them so they can have their own copy. So get them to start looking at, you know, just take one thing on the acid side and replace it with something on the alkaline side. You know, just simple steps, one step at a time, because we can't, most people's personalities don't work well with, okay, I'm cleaning up the pantry, I'm changing everything all in one day, and I'm never going to do this again. Some people's personalities do great with that. But in my experience, most people are, do much better with, we're going to change this one thing then we're going to change another thing, and then we're going to change another thing. That's that's what I find. And so that's how I typically work with people. And that way people don't feel like they're being denied something um, or deprived of something. They're just adding one good component into their lifestyle and then releasing the things that no longer work for them. What sort of person um, visits a chiropractor? You did refer to the fact that uh, people come to see you when they are already in pain. Well, that's true. Um, I treat I treat pregnant women and their babies while the babies are in utero. It's, it's very helpful for the discomfort of, that we think of as normal for pregnant during pregnancy, as well as helping to, for a, a better delivery for a woman to get regular chiropractic care while she's pregnant. Can you tell us more about that? Like what kind of tr- adjustments are done? I never thought that a pregnant woman could be seen at that by a chiropractor during a pregnancy. Absolutely. Actually, um, in 1986, when my first son was born, I had a home birth, which is kind of was kind of unusual at that time. But when I came back to, to work, I went to work in my midwifery practice. And so I saw hundreds of pregnant women during that, that time that I was working there in that office. Big thing that we want to work with, with, with women is to get their pelvises as aligned as possible. 
a lot of times they're carrying the baby low and they may have some pubic pain or um, some sciatic pain down their legs. And so getting adjusted can be very helpful with those things. And we want that, that the, the opening of the pelvis that the baby's going to pass through. We don't want it like this. You know, we want it lined up nicely so that when the baby is coming out, it's not getting hung up on the pubic bone or, or something. Chiropractic can help with the, with those things. I've actually attended some births and worked on from the outside, not on the inside, but like touched on the outside where the where the round ligaments are, which attach, uh, which are kind of like guy wires that hold the uterus in place. And so worked on on releasing those so that the the contractions can be more effective. Um, I on those occasions when I've been with a birth, then I I will adjust the baby within an hour after it, after it's born, and I what I always um, offer a uh, an adjustment to the the newborn of a of a woman that I've been working on through her. Wow! Birth. Right after birth, a child, a baby can be adjusted as well. Uh-huh. And if you oh looked at me, you would think I was just holding it and kind of rocking it back and forth. You know, it's not. <laughs> kind of adjusting it's it's just it's just soothing the 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 muscles you know because there's there's a lot of stress the head may be twisted or or something like that so there's a lot of stress and that and that stress is important in the birth that that squeezing and contracting and being pushed out stimulates the baby stimulates the breathing and it's an important part of it but we don't want the neck all messed up or, or you know sometimes the shoulder will be a little bit torqued or something and we don't want that we want to take care of it right away because the sooner you take care of it the less less the body compensates for all those problems along the way i also recommend that the woman come in and get adjusted within that first six weeks of her you know post delivery because the ligaments are still looser then and we want to get every anything that may have come out of place during adjust during a delivery adjusted back into place that is fascinating fascinating who else uh, visits you I treat children. I treat um, I treat teenagers. I treat some athletes. I'm not a I'm I, I'm not a sports chiropractic. You know that's not my focus at all. But I do have some athletes that I treat. I treat families, fathers, mothers, um, and and I treat people on up into elderly people. I think my oldest patient right now is in her mid 80s. So I I have a a, a wide range of of patient care that I do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm classified as a general chiropractor. I'm not a, like I said, I'm not sports medicine or just pregnant women or anything like that. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I treat everybody. That's how, that's how we were trained when I went through school. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's a lot more specialties, but back then, you know, it was take all comers. And, and, and I like that. Has your practice been highly affected as a result of the pandemic? Well, I was closed for six weeks or so chiropractors were listed as essential. So we, in Texas, we didn't have to close, but we were only supposed to see acute care so that we were keeping people out of the ER for, for pain. And most of my patients aren't acute care. They may have come in as acute care, but they've stayed for wellness care. So, um, so I did, I was closed from, you know, March to May. And then since I've opened, uh, yes, I've had, I have people come back. Of course, I'm, I'm in a mask. I'm in gloves. I'm wearing a lab coat. Um, they're in a mask. I sanitize after, you know, before and after every patient. 
So I'm doing all of those kind of guidelines. And, and I feel like that's really critical for me to be doing because I'm over someone, you know, we're, we're kind of face to face because I do spend longer with people and I do, you know, I'm in physical proximity with them. I'm not across the room asking them questions. I'm, I'm touching them. And I feel it's, it's really important for me not to be any kind of conduit for somebody else getting infected. Because as I said, I have people up in their 80s. I have people that are taking care of elderly relatives. You know, I have young children. I have, I have a, a young man in his 30s that you would never think of as, as being, I mean, you would look at him and just think he's a very healthy specimen, but he's, he's had brain cancer. He's got gut issues. You know, he, he has to take immunosuppressive drugs. You know, I just feel like it's critical for me to be really um, protecting them as well as talking to them about ways to improve their immunity naturally. So chiropractic care, of course, de-stressing, um, exercise, and it, can, it doesn't have to be real super vigorous exercise. In fact, sometimes people overdo that vigorous exercise and actually wear themselves down. During the pandemic, um, I have my 91-year-old aunt living with me. And during, during our shutdown, we started doing uh, Tai Chi or Qigong every, every day. I found a, a guy that I really like on, on YouTube who has a beginners and seniors class. And so we do that every day um, and still are doing that. And I've, I have referred many of my patients uh, to this because like a young woman who had, had had back surgery but was still having a really acute sciatic pain and pain down her leg, uh, shooting pains, and I recommended that she start doing some Tai Chi and Qigong, and it has really minimized those those sharp nerve pains because what that does is it blocks the flow, it, it unblocks the blocked flow of energy through our bodies. You know, we have energy that flows through our nervous system, but we also have energy that flows through our cells and our tissues and our skin. That's why you can get a a, a electrocardiogram and they can put monitors out on your arms and your legs and on your belly and all like that and they're they're understanding from the electricity what's going on in your heart or the brain waves same same kind of thing that electricity is not limited to just the nervous system so it's throughout our bodies and we are indeed electrical beings and as we are able to to work with making sure that that flow of electrical energy is good you know, a vibrational energy. We do that through prayer. We do that through meditation. We do that with Tai Chi and Qigong um, and, and through chiropractic care. All of that helps us to be, our, our body to work, work the more the way God intended it, which, is, which includes having a healthy nervous system okay. and a healthy immune system. Naturally, you know, what we eat makes a big difference as well. The more plants we eat, there are thousands of studies showing that eating plants has huge health benefits for us, for every system of our body, for our eyes, for our hearts, for our brain, for our skin. All Any system benefits by those phytonutrients, the plant-made chemicals that are, that are in there. Far more important to get plant nutrients than it is to get vitamin mineral supplements because if you take a vitamin mineral supplement you're going to get at best 31 isolated pulled out or lab created vitamins and minerals mm -hmm. when you're eating whole food 
you're, there are tens of thousands of phytonutrients, some of them that we haven't even figured out yet, but just because we haven't figured them out doesn't mean they're not there, <laughs> that, are, that are available in our plants and that do important work within our systems. Not everybody is willing to, to add more plants on their plates. So I also recommend a concentrated produce in a capsule that just has the water and the sugar and a little bit of the fiber pulled out of it, but it's, it's low temperature dehydrated. The enzymes are still live. And so when, when people take that, they're getting all of those nutritional benefits and even diabetics can do it because they don't, they're not worried about um, fruit sugar, you know? And, and so this is, this is a, a gateway for me into helping people to eat more healthily, sometimes without making any dietary changes. How receptive are your patients once they've gone to you for an adjustment? How receptive are they to then incorporate some either nutritional changes or adopting a practice like Tai Chi? I try not to hit people with all of that stuff on the first day because, I, you know, what I'm doing chiropractically is also uh, different enough from what they expect for the most part that, you know, I kind of try to walk them into it step by step and uh, but I have some people that that I'll mention for example the Tai Chi too and they you know they don't respond at all and so I don't you know I don't push it I might mention it again you know and, and maybe at some point they'll be they'll be accepting of that um, same with with nutritional changes and I do talk to people about eating plants but then I will also suggest the the concentrated produce because really that's something that initiates change in your eating and it's good while you're making changes and it's good after you've made changes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so I, I recommend that. I also do some targeted nutrition for uh, more specific things. Like I have some things that are specific to the liver or specific to the adrenal glands or some, you know, a, a methylated B vitamin complex for people, especially those that, that have the MTHFR gene where they, where they're not, good with like folic acid for example they need the actual plant-based folate i'm always learning and i'm always um, tapping into resources in in the healthy living community that i'm part of and uh, listening to podcasts like what you you make you know you have really wonderful um, information in the podcast that you do so there's some there's so many ways to get get this information and i and i uh try to internalize that and, and share it back out with people. I do do some um, online talks and especially on leaky gut or on brain health and to help people to be able to learn how to better, better function and to give them the explanation of how and why that's working, not just telling them, well, you need to buy this thing from me. Mm -hmm. you know, if they don't need to want to buy it from me, that's, that's fine too. But but the main thing is that we need to we need to be introducing some of those changes, because you know what you're doing nutritionally um, as a young person affects how you are when you're when you start being in, of childbearing age and and as you go on into being being older. You know, osteoporosis, for example, is something that is really linked to things like sodas. I taught for a while and when I was teaching high school I said you know now is when you prevent osteoporosis you know if you're drinking three sodas a day you know what you're doing is creating a deficit in your bones that's going to show up later on and you're going to 
you're going to wish you hadn't. So how can people see your online talks? Are they only for your patients or do you, do you have a YouTube channel? I don't have a YouTube channel yet. What I, um, what I do is I record them on Zoom and then I upload them on Vimeo. And so then I could share them that way, but I don't just have a public access channel. I guess I need to look into doing that. You, so you reopened your practice and you started seeing patients again. What sort of injuries did you see and what kind of stress did they talk about? Well, you know, that's an excellent question because universally, I mean, every single person, people that, that I've been treating for years, when they came back, their, their bodies were far more stressed. People who would come in and get one adjustment, you know, and then they'd be good for a month, were coming in two times a week for two or three weeks. It, it, was, it was very obvious to me that everyone was under a tremendous amount of more stress. Of course, more anxiety. For many people, there was the what they call the COVID pudge or the COVID-15, you know, because people ate for comfort food and, and maybe boredom too, but I think mostly because we want to comfort ourselves. And they're, they're just where this is a year where we just feel like, you know, what's the next thing that's going to happen? What's the next thing that's going to happen? How are we going to handle this? And, and that stress is quite evident in my patients. I, I feel like we're not done seeing that yet. I think that there will continue to be long-term effects of that as well. I think in terms of injuries that people had, a few people came in because they'd been moving rocks around in the yard or digging their garden or something. But more what I saw was people that, that just did a lot of sitting, especially if people don't live in, in a house and they're in an apartment or something where they don't really, you know, they can't go out in their backyard and still be socially distanced. And so the, the sitting, we consider that to be like the, the, what they call, we call sitting the new smoking, that that, that is so detrimental to the, all of our systems. Um, one of the things that I talk to people about a whole lot is their pelvic floors. Because when we sit, our pelvic floor, which is at the bottom, we have a little barrel here. We have the, the rib cage and we have the diaphragm. We have all the abdominal muscles and the spine. And then we have a bottom to the barrel and that's called the pelvic floor. And this is men or women. And when we sit, that pelvic floor kind of sags down. Well, what's held inside that barrel is your large intestines, your small intestine, and all your re reproductive organs and your, and your bladder. So when you're sitting and everything's gravity's pulling everything down and, and you're not getting up and moving around, everything kind of sinks down. And so those muscles become looser. Then you start to do something, say you start to vacuum your house or pick up rocks in your garden or whatever. Those muscles are more lax and that allows things to move out of place and then you, you know, get the sprained back. So it's the sitting that is so um, difficult for people and for our bodies. So I work a lot with talking to people about lifting up their pelvic floor, how to do that, how to, how to figure out what, what part of their body are they thinking about and what do they need to do to lift that up and strengthen that so that the rest of, of their core area becomes, becomes stronger. So I, I see that a lot. I talk to people about that a lot. Do you have any tips for our listeners in terms of what they can do at home to prevent misalignments? 
when people get up, it's a really good idea to do some things to wake up your body. I recommend doing some cervical range of motion. So chin to chest, look up at the ceiling, look over each shoulder, pull your chin way back, make double chins, and then do ear to shoulder, and then do chicken neck, everyone's favorite. <laughs> so what that does is it, it loosens up these muscles. It starts starts the the neck getting into a better position because we have a big deal of you know jutting our heads forward we're on the, when we're on the computer or picking up our phones and we're looking at it like this and I tell them you know this is your bowling ball and if that bowling ball is not sitting on its pedestal what happens is all the muscles in the back of your neck and your shoulders are having to tighten up to hold all this up so if you're not well aligned which means your shirts are over your hips and your ears are over your shoulders then these muscles are overworked. So doing a little bit of, of cervical range of motion exercises, just, you know, while you're, while you're sitting on the toilet or waiting for the water to get warm to wash your hands in the morning, making sure that you're sitting ergonomically. Again, so shoulders are over the hips, ears are over the shoulders. Mm -hmm. I do recommend um, this, uh, the person that I follow on, on Facebook for the Qigong and the, and the uh, Tai Chi, his name is Don Fiore. And you can look him up on YouTube. And he's got two 20-minute videos that are for beginners and seniors. He, he's a great teacher. He walks people through. And, you know, you can fit 20 minutes in pretty easily. It's not super rigorous. My 91-year-old aunt does it. But it makes a difference in your, in your body and that energy flow within your body. Um, one of the hugest things that I offer, that I ask people to do is side leg lifts because so many people, again, because of our sitting, have hip pain and it'll wake them up during the night and they'll say, I can't sleep on my right side. And then when I sleep on my left side, my left side, you know, and the, so side leg lifts, bringing that leg out and in 10 times and you can do it standing up, sitting, uh, laying, standing up, lying up on your side or lying down on your back, 10 on each side. If you'll do it twice a day, it makes a huge difference. So there's so many little things like that that we can do, and I'm happy for people to, to um, you know, I guess they could get in touch with me if they want to. I, I'm happy to discuss these things with people. I do do some some um, Zoom consultations with people that don't live local. Obviously, not adjusting them, but but consultations with them on some of this other stuff. I guess this is a good time to let us know then how people can reach you, your website, um, and are you on social media? I am on social media. I have a Facebook page. Um, I'm working on developing the Instagram side of things. Um, so my website is www.drjanetorrie.com. There's a way to, to send me a message through that. And there's also a way to book an appointment through that. So so those th that thing. And then the, the Facebook page is uh, Dr. Jane Tory Chiropractor at Oasis Chiropractic and Wellness Center on Facebook. So that's another way to get a hold of me. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Maybe I, I, something I forgot to ask. The biggest thing that I'd like to say is you have to be an advocate for your own body. You have to be the primary person taking care of yourself. And that means inputting the things that you need to input, drinking your water, eating your plants, um, seeking out the care of people who can work, who will work with you, not just superimpose upon you, not just hand you a drug and tell you to come back, 
whether that's someone like me, whether that's a, a holistic medical doctor, it, the, the biggest thing is that, is that we each are our own advocates and that we are, it is our responsibility. It's not our insurance company's responsibility. It's not um, our spouse's responsibility. We, we each need to, to take charge of these things for ourselves because this is the only body we've got to live in. You know, though we may say when we're young, well, you have to die of something, you know, so I might as well just do this. That seems really smart when you're 20. But, you know, one of my patients is in her 70s and her body is torn up. And I said, you know, I have this sense about you that you were one of those people that just were saying, yeah, I'm going to be sliding into home plate with a chocolate and a champagne and I don't care. And she said, you know, that's exactly right. I, she said I, she could remember somebody telling her that she shouldn't be doing something because it was going to damage her body. And she said, well, I guess I'll just have to deal with that, won't I? And now she really regrets that. I'm very passionate of, of wanting to spread the message of prevention and just making available uh, talks like this with you so that people can feel encouraged, especially right now during the pandemic, to really take care of themselves. Like we've been given this time and resources online to research what we can do to feel better and not necessarily get caught up with the news and the drama that's happening all the time. But Well, I think I would say that, that there are so many things that we can do for ourselves that make such a positive impact both currently and for our future selves. It doesn't have to be you feel like you're, you're totally deprived and you can't do anything you want. But there are even even when people are, for example, continuing to eat a lot of fast food. I don't advocate that. Say that that so that's something that somebody is still doing. Even when they're doing that, they can still make some other changes that will help move them along that track, so they don't feel like they're deprived of their McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever it is that they think they have to have. But that but that they're their bodies can can be be being nourished in a way gives them survivability and vibrance because just surviving if you're plugged into oxygen and you can't walk 10 feet and your uh, you know your heart doesn't work well and and your brain fogged and you're having to take 20 meds a day what we do now helps to keep us from getting to that point and that's my goal for everyone to be to function as optimally as as they can the way God intended them to to function so that their their lifestyle that they're that they are able to do their ministry and not be somebody else's ministry that's a beautiful message thank you so much dr tory for joining us today thank you been listening to the plant-based dfw podcast show if you like our content please like share and leave a review our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community